Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us this morning, but before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. Lord, we thank you for today, and we thank you for your faithfulness to us, God, and we thank you that you are watching over us and keeping us, Lord, that you are working out your divine plan, Lord, that you are bringing your glory into the earth, Lord, and that all things are coming into alignment to what you want it to do, Lord. We thank you for our listeners, and we thank you for our partners, Lord, that you're blessing them, that you're keeping them, God, that they are learning and growing in you, Lord. And we just thank you for who you are and what you've done, God, and what you're going to do for, for the world, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We are excited that you're with us today that we get to that you're joining us to discuss the word together so we can all learn and grow in relationship with our lord and savior i'd just like to thank those that have joined us and those that have, especially those that have partnered with us in the work of this ministry in building the lord's house and helping to ensure that the gospel is preached throughout the four corners of the earth we thank you for your heart for your prayers for your heart towards the lord your prayers, and for, I'll say, sowing into this ministry, and for liking, subscribing, and for sharing these episodes on the number of platforms where you can find this ministry. So others have that opportunity to learn about who Jesus is, and the opportunity to come into a true relationship with him, where he's their God and they are his people. Same as us. So thank you. Well, the real reason we are here is to get into the Word. So who's ready to do that? I am. All right. Well, let's do it then. Now, this morning we're going to move forward. Still in Acts chapter 8, but we are going to cover, and can I get a volunteer, to read verses 26 through 40. I will. All right, LaCharles. Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go towards the south along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. So he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasury and had come to Jerusalem to worship, was returning, and sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said to Philip, Go near and overtake this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, Do you understand what you are reading? And he said, How can I unless someone guides me? And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. The place in the scripture which he read was this, He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before its shearer is silent. So he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation, his justice was taken away. And who would declare his generation? For, for his life is taken from the earth. So the, eunuch said, so the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does the prophet say this, of himself or some other man? 
Then Philip opened his mouth and beginning at this scripture, preached Jesus to him. Now as they went down the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? Then Philip said, If ye believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So he commanded the chariot to stand still, and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and he baptized him. Now when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away, so that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip was found at Azotos, and passing through, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. Wait. Caesarea. Caesarea? Oh, thank you, Dan. (laughs) No worries, sir. All right. So as is our custom. You're going to open the floor and allow each of you the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you, and, of course, to ask any questions that you may have. So, who'd like to begin? I guess I was voluntold, huh? Well, you, you did share prior to the <laughs> us starting here, so... Yeah, yeah, it's just... I just you know, it jumped out at me about the, they went down to a desert place, mm-hmm. and um, and then there was water. Uh, there's a lot of things about this that there seems to be like a lot of contradictions in here. Okay, um, not contradictions so much in that there's a, a fallacy in the word, but contradictions in what we would expect to have happened. So all of a sudden, there's water in a desert place. Here's royalty of the Queen of Queens inviting somebody he doesn't even know to jump into his chariot with him. There's obviously other witnesses because the chariot was probably drawn by others, and I doubt this guy would have traveled by himself being his royal position. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting that his thought was to be baptized, that the cultural influence of what was going on in the new church had reached to a point where that this eunuch knew of this practice and understood it as a practice and a declaration. And so here he was willing to humble himself in front of his, what probably was his servants, who were taking him back uh, in this manner. So there's just a lot of contradictions in it. But I did, I did go to the uh, interlinear and, of course, did look up desert to see what was going on there and see okay. if we understood that um, correctly. So it's Eremos, Eremos um, is how it's pronounced. It looks like Eremos, but it's Eremos. And uh, it is deserted, desolate, waste, desert, East, south of Palestine, it could be talking about a person or abandoned, desolate. Um, so definitely um, seems odd there was water there. And it seems odd there was water deep enough for them to go down into. So that was just, uh, I'll throw all those out there for comment on those would-be contradictions, as it were. Anyone else or any, anyone have a, any comments? I do. Um, you know, as Mr. Dean was talking about the, the difference, first he says it was, it was a desert place and then there's water. It reminds me of God is always going to provide. When our hearts are open and willing to receive him, he'll make sure the circumstances and fix everything else that he needs to do so that we can um, get what we need. That's, that's his nature and his character. 
Um, we remember back with uh, Abraham when he was going to offer up Isaac. Afterwards, he called this place God will provide when he saw the ram caught in the bushes. So we know that about our Lord and Savior that he always makes sure we have make sure we have what we need and some in excess as well. He doesn't want us just barely scraping by. In abundance, absolutely, absolutely. And when does he provide that? When we ask him in sincerity and in truth not just um saying that you want something and lord just give it to me but when we're truly desiring to know him and his character and his ways he'll make sure we get what we need in abundance okay there is truth in what you said and there's more he provides it long before we even know we have need of it Um, and look at the children of israel in the wilderness before they even knew they had need of money and gold and, and all these things, the Lord had the Egyptians give it to them before they left Egypt. Yes. They didn't have to pillage for it. They didn't, it was handed to them. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm trying to find out a, a reason why you would need gold in the middle of the wilderness. Things like water and food. And like, yep, I absolutely get and understand. There was need for it later as they began going through the, especially the, the promised land that the Lord was giving back to them, right? Yes. They had to purchase supplies and from, I'll say, their relatives, right? Yes. But the Lord had already provided that, well, 40 plus years before they actually had need or used it, right? Yes. So... He always provides what's needed long before it's there. He wasn't, the Lord has never caught off guard and said, oh, wait, they're down in the desert. I've got to manifest some water real quick. But he does do things at the appropriate time. All right, we have the opportunity. If Philip had never gone down the road, would the water have been there? Would there have been need of it? Because who would have explained the message? to the to the eunuch only the lord knows the answer to that question exactly but it's something for us to consider which is why obedience to the lord is so important oh i was just gonna say you know that that ram that you mentioned layla how long it had been there but exactly it was there waiting the whole time but the Lord opened his eyes so that he could see it and perceive what was there. That, that's part of also what God does, is opens our eyes so we can see the provision that he's already prepared. Um, you guys remember where there, um, uh, it's an Old Testament account where the, there were enemies that were coming against the children of Israel and he told them to go um, dig out pits of water. Yes. Or dig out pits and then he was going to put water in them. And, yes. Um, so that, our God is an abundant God, and he is a good God. Um, also, you remind, we were talking beforehand when, when Dean first uh, mentioned how the Lord opened his eyes to this particular um, scripture and made things that were you know, kind of in the background come to the forefront for him. And you, you said our God is abundant. He supplies more than enough, so we have some left over. You know, he didn't just give them a puddle to stand in it was enough for them to actually get you know they had to get into the water yes <laughs> and be submerged so it was it was proper and done right you know it wasn't a, a muddy account 
But in all things, when God is preparing one side, he's preparing the other. He was preparing the eunuch. He was preparing Philip. Mm -hmm. He was preparing that desert place. He was preparing that chariot. He was preparing the people that were running beside it or pulling it or, you know, however it was adorned. He prepared all of those things to have them come together. And God will do that for us when we extend ourselves, like as in reach towards him with our faith. So that should be encouraging. Did the eunuch know that Philip was going to show up? Probably not, because he was sitting there scratching his head, you know, reasoning, looking at the scriptures, trying to connect with God, but asking questions at the same time that the Lord had already prepared beforehand to answer. Mm -hmm. Did Philip know that there was a eunuch sitting out there, you know, the day before? No, he got that information when the Lord ministered to him. And even that, Philip got a ride, you know, (laughs) to the next destination that God had for him. Mm So God was preparing all of those things to work that to our good, right? We, we quote that scripture often, the Lord, all things work together for the good of those who are called, who love God and who are called by him and walk according to his purpose. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we think of it the way that God is thinking of it. I think we think of it as in, oh, Lord, this is trouble and it'll be all right at the end of it somehow. But I think God means more so. He's preparing all things to come together and culminate in the way that he desires and has planned. All we need to do is cooperate with him and walk with him through it. Yes, he does work out troublesome situations. And he prepares good things for us to walk in. So, get some deep. Well, he has has storehouses of snow. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, but like, how's that even possible? Doesn't snow melt or, you know, right. What do you, we, we got like, a, got a barn that's refrigerated. It's got a bunch of snow in it. You got a blower that comes out and you, you blow. I mean, that's how snow was created in the natural, right? It's, it's a result of rain mm-hmm. and updraft and temperature and humidity all combining to, to meet. But everything that's ever needed has already been created and planned for. Everything. everything. And already was before he spoke any of it into being. It, it was already there in nothingness already. Waiting for its appointed time. Um, you know, uh, we mentioned, lately you mentioned the ram in the bush. Um, there are Jews that believe that, that that particular ram was created at the foundation of the world and was preserved and waiting for Abraham on that specific day. Um, there, there's storehouses of hail <laughs> for for the day of judgment, there's all kind of things that God has mm-hmm. prepared. Um, there's people that have testimonies of having spent time in heaven with the Lord and come back. And they're like, there's, there's storehouses. There's like rooms with body parts in it. You need a new arm. You need God to heal. There's arms in there. It's not creepy, but your arm, if you need healing, God's got it. You, you need teeth. God's got them. <laughs> you need legs. God's got them. All the people that had, think about that in the um, in the Gospels where they had legs that were lame from their birth, mm-hmm. but suddenly their legs were new and they could walk and run and, and pick up their bed and, and walk away and all of that stuff. God has got it. I know that's, that's a big thought, but he's got it. Well, there's, there's also testimonies of that exact thing happening, right? Uh, yes, the, of course, it's written in Scripture, the lame walking and all those things, but that was um, in these revivals that have happened. People have seen that and experienced that. Having uh, limbs reattached and, and formed in the moment, uh, whether it's Azusa Street or, or others, th- these things have happened and continue to, to do so because our God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
And he's already planned these things out as we were reading about this, right? And we can say just how awesome God is and how, um, is how powerful he is that he can go create, um, well, a body of water in a place where it says, and this is desert. I was reminded of, um, in Isaiah, uh, 43, 18 and 19 says this, right? Do not call to mind the former things. Pay no attention to the things of old. Behold, I'm about to do something new. Even now it is coming. Do you not see it? Indeed, I will make a way in the wilderness and streams in the desert. So as I was reading Amen. this, I was reminded of that exact thing. It doesn't say it's a stream, but it was water in a place where it specifically says, this is desert. Well, if anyone has been to the desert or to the Middle East, you'll know the places where there's desert, there's little to no water. It's not just calling it desert because there's a sandy spot somewhere. It is very, very dry and arid in places. But the Lord is so powerful that he can just make water appear and remain, not be sucked up or dried up immediately. But he can cause it to last. And such abundance of water, as you pointed out, brother, that they had to go down in it. They didn't just barely cover a foot or a toe. It wasn't a mud puddle. <laughs> <laughs> right. And trying to baptize someone. And, and going back, right, we have John the Baptist, right? The baptizer, the immerser. is to completely submerge, to completely cover. Uh, I don't know about you, but it's very difficult to completely cover someone in a mud puddle. It's, it's all been impossible. So there was an abundance of everything that was provided and everything that was needed and it was planned. I mean, this was written in Isaiah. Long before here we are in Acts. How many hundreds of years prior? Con a considerable amount. Considerable amount of years prior. The Lord was already speaking and ministering. Th this exact thing. And it's not the first time he did it. He had done it either where other times that were that were already brought up just in this episode amen and you know i just want to put this out there as well our god is the same yesterday today and forever right yes. so he's still the same god who does miraculous things what's different for us now can god do miracles for us today amen well we yes. allow him yes to. but that's the that's the part you know there's people that think that god has stopped doing miracles because the apostles died or because it's been too long or whatever their reason is. But if we're still here on the earth and he's still the same, then he's still a miracle working God. But who will believe him? Who will extend themselves towards God in faith? Um, the, the scripture says that the eyes of the Lord are, are looking throughout the earth. They're going back and forth to find someone whose heart is perfect, who will believe God so he can show himself strong on their behalf. Mm -hmm. That still applies today. Jesus is still alive. He's still risen. He's still seated at the right hand of the Father. Holy Spirit is still in the earth. So if he's working miracles for them, he'll work miracles for us. You may not need a pool of water <laughs> to be baptized in, but whatever it is, God is available. And capable. <laughs> and he wants so. to do those things for us. And he's already planned it. But we have to receive what he is gifting us, whether it's healing or whatever it is. We have to choose to receive it. He's, he's literally trying to put it in our hand. But we have to, I'll say, grasp it. 
receive it instead of trying to take our hand away and put it in our pocket or snatch it away and put it behind our back and not receive it, but then go, Lord, why aren't you giving me this thing? Why are you withholding from me? Because he's not. We just have to receive what he is literally giving and gifting us. I, I think um, I'd like to emphasize that a little bit in that um, the scripture here does not say that desert meant it was a waterless place or that there was no water. Because there are places where you find pockets of water in the desert. They are rare. Mm-hmm. Um, when you wrap that thought of that around what you were just saying about God's provision. Mm-hmm. So if that body of water had been there for 100 years, it's irrelevant to the fact that God provided it. Amen. And so if we have an expectancy of who our God is, that he will provide what we need when we need it is more important here because it doesn't doesn't specifically say that. I believe that's what God is trying to show us here, that we were in a desert and there's water. And the lesson for that is where when you think there isn't a way, when you think there isn't provision, that's when God's going to get the glory. It's only if you think you can figure it all out and you have all of it, um, then what's God going to get glory for? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we know what happened to Nebuchadnezzar when he denied the glory that was due God. Right. Oof, and so yeah. we want to make sure that we don't get hung up trying to look for ways to discredit this, as some people do, or say, well, that's not really a miracle or not this or not that. It, <laughs> Let the word teach you. The word is living and active. That's what it's designed to do. It's something that you, you, you never have to be bored of. You, God can always show you more. That's what part of what we're trying to express to you is that there's, there's more to mine from the scriptures all the time. Maybe you've already seen this. Maybe God has already shown you this, and you go, wow, that's great. Maybe there's more for you to see in that. But um, don't deny God his glory. However... The water appeared when it appeared is irrelevant to the need was there. And the the other part of that is, um, for me personally, this is an affirmation of I don't need to be concerned what I say to somebody. I don't need to go. I need to witness to somebody. I need to save somebody. I need to lead somebody to the Lord. Those are things that I don't need to do in my in my mind in the way that I approach things as in searching for them. As in search of, I just need to be obedient in the moment. Philip was obedient in the Amen. moment. The Lord had already prepared his heart. The Lord had already gotten him to read the scripture, right? Mm-hmm. And, and he said, what, what do I need to do? Let's get baptized. He didn't say, now, brother, now that you understand this, I need you in the name of Jesus to bow down before and let's find a puddle <laughs> of water to get you baptized. That's what it says. No. No. God changes the hearts and minds of people. That's God right. leads them. And God's sovereign in that into who will come and who won't. But Jesus said, all that the Father has given me, none have been lost. Mm-hmm. It's all, it's and, all. And I love how you bring that up because it, we're talking about obedience. Yes, there is the opportunity for the Ethiopian eunuch to be obedient to the Lord and the Lord's prompting. But also, Philip had the opportunity to be obedient to the Lord. But we also see Philip in his heart towards the Lord in this because it's a, it gives a specific time frame on how long it took him to be obedient to the Lord. And it says very plainly uh, that when the angel of the Lord spoke to Philip and he told him what to go, right, go south towards the road, which goes from Jerusalem to Gaza, this is a desert. It says he arose and went. Other versions say he immediately arose and went. 
He was quick to be obedient, quick to hear, and to move with the prompting of the Lord. It should be the same way with us. God is really our God and we are truly his people then we should be quick to be obedient to act out in faith or put our faith in action to what he is telling us to do even when our eyes can't see it or our mind can't quite comprehend it yet if the Lord said it or said to say it or said to do it then we should quickly say it or do it in the manner with which he's directing us to say and or do whatever that thing is. Without a preconceived outcome. Amen. Amen. Because we should also be leaving the outcome to the Lord. And he tells us exactly what it is, right? That's Isaiah 55. His word does not return void, but it accomplishes all his plans and his purposes. Amen. Amen. Let's pause there for today. Um, and we will reread this section tomorrow. So I sense there is much more to discuss. So can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, I promise. Lord, I just thank you for today. Just thank you for giving us your word, Lord, and just making sure that you're able to provide for everything, Lord. Lord, I also just thank you for just coming to us, Lord, and letting us know and giving us the Holy Spirit, Lord, so that, so that we can do what you want us to do, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through a day of prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.